Uh, welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Methel. Pastor Methel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the word of God. Come on, can you lift up your voice tonight and declare? You are God alone. The title of my message for this morning is, I give myself away. I give myself away. I give myself away. We've been talking about financial explosion. And anybody who wants to become wealthy must understand giving. Anybody who wants to become wealthy, anybody who wants to be, become influential, anybody who wants, to, who wants to know money, anybody who wants to handle money, anybody who wants to control the affairs of finances must understand the affairs of giving. Anybody who does not understand giving, does not understand money, does not like to talk about it, cannot handle it and cannot manage it. And so if you see anybody who is broke, poor, struggling, you have seen somebody who doesn't like to deal with the subject of giving and the subject of releasing? Are you understanding me? Hello? I know that you don't like to hear such subjects. Look, um, if, if I were to give you the chance to give me your first 10 subjects that you like me to preach in this church, giving will not be part of the 10. I know it. It's not only here. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But the people who manage to break out of it and bring it to the first three, they also break out and become part of the first three. Are you understanding me? So you must be happy when you hear that we are talking about financial explosion. Because as far as I'm concerned, none of us has exploded yet. We have all not exploded yet. But I see you exploding financially very soon. Hallelujah. I said I see somebody exploding financially very soon. Where when the church begins to talk about building, you don't have a problem. Anybody who understands this thing, that's not luck. The more chisel you are, the more you struggle in this life when it comes to money. So that when you hear about somebody's wedding, it's not a problem for you. Oh, brother, you are getting married and take 2,000. But you are thinking that, eh, it's poverty. Are you here? the papa. So when I'm talking about um, um, financial explosion, it is something that I am, I am speaking over your life so that you come out strongly. Amen. So that you come out. I said so that what? You come out. You come out. So that when people start talking about, I need this, I need that, you know, hey, every time you need, every time you need. It's an opportunity for you to be blessed. If you have somebody around you who always needs, you should be happy because that person is an opportunity for you to be blessed. And if you are in a church, if you are in a church that is doing things, a church that is blessing lives, a church that is building, a church that is touching lives, and the church always needs money, your blessing is that you have a church that has created an avenue for you to be blessed. I know somebody who one day got angry and left a church because he said, our pastor doesn't allow us to give. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because these people understand spiritual things. Spiritual principles cannot be overruled and cannot be shaken off. If you give smiles, you get smiles, a lot of smiles. That's why when you are in town, you see plenty of people smiling at you and you're asking yourself, ah, 
and then, and then, um, um, it's because you always give smiles when you see the offering basket. <laughs> let it pass. Eh? Let it. Pass. So whenever they meet you and you are praying that Father give me money, they'll give. Who knows what he said? Who your power? Wonderful, powerful. That's why you are getting smiles. That's why you are getting waves. Because when you come to church, you like to wave a lot. Let's give an offering. You wave. Let's. The only offering you know how to give is the wave offering. When you begin to give financial offerings, you begin to get financial input. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So let's not be weary. Let's not be tired in receiving this particular word. Because it is a word that is supposed to change your life. I have lived that life. I have seen how it has brought me, how far it has brought me. So if I'm talking about it, I understand it. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. I give myself away. This is my last message on um, financial explosion. From next month, I'm talking about something different. And that will also be a blessing to you. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That in a great trial, so, so the apostle is talking about a particular church and their lifestyle. Let me go back to verse 1 so that you pick it up properly. Brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. So there were certain churches that had received the grace of God. And the grace of God that they had received was for doing something in particular. You know, some of you, when you say the grace of God, all you think about is God bringing you something. The grace of God. Hey, the grace. I need the grace to be able to receive. I need the grace to be able to build. I need the grace to be able to get a job. I need the grace to be able to do that. I need the grace. So everybody is looking for grace, but we are looking for grace for the wrong things. There's a certain grace that when it comes upon your life, you do something that is right, that brings a blessing to you. The grace itself does not bring that blessing. The grace makes it possible for you to do what will bring the blessing. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. We make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That in a great trial of affliction, in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. So the Bible is saying that because of the grace that was given unto them, in spite of their great affliction, and their deep poverty, they still abounded in the riches of their liberality. They were liberal. They were liberal. They were liberal in spite of the fact that they were deeply impoverished. They were deep in poverty. They had nothing. They were hungry. They didn't have homes to live in. The things that they were wearing were not nice. But the Bible says that because of the grace that God made available to them, they were rich in liberality. They were rich givers. It is not what you have that determines what you give. It is how much grace you have that determines how much you give. Because if you check very clearly and carefully, you realize that even rich people are sometimes the most stingy people. Because they will tell you, the way I suffered to get my money. The way I suffered to get my money. The way I suffered to get my money. So that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Continue, verse 3. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing 
verse 3 again. For I bear witness according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability. Most of us only do according to or even below our ability. When it comes to tithe, it's 10%. But most of you do 2%. Below your ability. You take a salary of 1,000. 100 cities goes to the tithe. I'll do 45 cities. Below your ability. These ones take 1,000. 100 cities must come, but they give 200, 300. Above and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Verse 4. Imploring us with much agency that will receive. Look, they were not only willing, but they were pushing the osofo. They were forcing. They were forcing. You were forcing. They were forcing that no. Give, let us, let us give. Let us give. I have never seen a church. I've never, I'm yet to see a church that, that goes to their pastor that, pastor, we are not giving enough. We are not giving enough. You are not giving us the opportunity to give. I want us to give some more. Pastor, I want to give some more. Pastor, I want, I want to give some more. It says that these people, they implored us with much agency that will receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. They fought for it. They pushed for it. They chased them. Verse 5. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. Apart from the fact that they had received grace. The other reason why it was so easy for these people to do what they were doing was because they had first given themselves to the Lord. I give myself away. If you first give yourself to the Lord, it will be easier for you to give anything else. So I'm going to give you the three points that I promised you. Point number one, the best givers give by grace. The best givers. The best givers that receive the best blessings, they give by grace. They don't give, they don't give by what they have. They don't give by where they are coming from. They don't give by the bank, bank account that they have. They don't give by their pocket size. They give by grace. They give by grace. They give by grace. The best giving is not by money in the bank or in the pocket. It is by grace. Read verse one again. The best is by grace. Brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. It was the grace of God that had been bestowed on the churches of Macedonia that made them give even out of their poverty. It was not the money of God. It was not their bank account. It was not their bank statement. Some of you are, are looking at your bank statement to give. That's the reason why you are not having. The reason why you don't have is not because... God is angry with you. No, God is not angry with you. It's not even because the devil is chasing you. The devil is not chasing you. It's because you don't have the grace forgiven. The grace forgiven causes you to give in the midst of your poverty so that you can come out of the poverty. When the devil is against you, he only robs you of the grace so that you don't have the grace to release because it is the grace to release that gives you the ability to receive. The grace to release is what gives you the ability to receive. Without the grace to release, there is no receiving ability. And most people don't have the grace to release. It is only grace that will cause you. Look, in the area where we find ourselves, people don't have money. In the church where we find ourselves, most people don't have money. 
But the things that we are doing, we are doing things that people with money must do. And so you cannot operate by your bank balance or by your pocket. You can only operate by grace so that you break out of the cycle that you find yourself in. Without operating by the grace of giving, you will operate by the mathematics of your bank account. But the mathematics of your bank account will never work when it comes to prosperity. Prosperity responds to the grace of giving. It doesn't respond to saving. It doesn't respond to putting your treasure away. It responds to giving. If only somebody can receive the grace today to become a giver, you have suddenly received the grace to become a receiver. And that is what transfers somebody from the place of not having to the place of abundance. If you believe it, say I believe. So every time I pray, one of the things that I pray for, give me the grace to give because sometimes it's very difficult. Give me the grace to continue even when I can't see the returns because there are times you will give and you don't see the returns. There are times you give and you don't. In fact, there are times you give and you receive insults. But you need the grace. Otherwise, you stop. The reason why you stop when somebody offends you is because you don't have the grace to give. When you receive the grace to give, it becomes very easy to give. No, when you receive the grace to give, you don't give because there's, there's necessity. You give because there is grace to give. It's not because you have the money. It's not because you have an overflow. It's because there's grace to give. That's the reason why you can look at somebody and say, I will help you with your school fees. You can look at somebody and say, I will help you with your wedding. And then after the two days or three days, one week, the person will offend you and you will still say, it's okay. If you do, you have to pay your school fees. I will help you, even though this one disappointed. Are you understand what I'm saying? Many people stop giving because they don't have the grace. These people gave because they had grace. You may take your seats. The best givers give by grace. They don't give because of what they have. They don't give because of their bank balance. Anytime you give by grace or under grace, you overlook your pain. Giving by grace overlooks the pain. Because giving is painful. But if you are giving real giving, it's a very painful thing. Very, very painful. That's why I need you to receive the grace to give. When you receive the grace to give, you go into your bank account and you empty it and say that, Pastor, we know you are not a thief. We know that you have committed all your resources to this one. We also want to be part of the blessing. When we see you blessed, we also want to be blessed like the way you are. So this is our contribution to the work that you are doing. Are you understanding me? It's not because you have, it's because you have the grace. You have the grace. So the best givers give by grace. It's painful, I said. It's painful. But once you have the grace, you overlook the pain. And you give. May God give you the grace. You overlook your problem or your poverty. It's the kind of giving that really attracts the blessing. You may take your seat. It's the kind of giving that attracts the blessing. The giving by grace is the one that attracts the blessing. It's not the giving, the giving that you give out of your convenience. You know, I have 10 CDs. If I give them one CD today, nine CDs, it's not bad. Charlie, put the one CD down. It's, it's a convenient seed. It's a convenient seed. You also receive convenient blessings. What is convenient is what you receive. The best givers give by grace. And that's the source that God draws from. When you, when you sow out of, out of grace, you create a source for God to draw from. 
Because it's your seed. It's your seed that multiplies. It's your seed that multiplies. It's your seed that becomes the source for multiplication. So if you are not sowing by grace, there's nothing to be multiplied. And then if you want to give by grace, it's not how much you have. Because like I said, usually rich people are the stingiest people. Number two, the best givers give because they want to. The best givers. They give because they want to. Check verse three. The best givers, number one, give out of grace or give because of the grace. Number two, for I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They give because they want to. They give because they want to. Usually, the normal way of giving is when the request is made by someone. The normal way of giving is when the request is made. Oh, the church needs money. Oh, please, I need money to buy food. Oh, I need clothing. That's the way that normally we give. Usually, we only give when there's a need. We only give when there's a request. We only give when there's a demand. But the best givers give not because there's a demand. They give because they want to. They give because they want to. They don't need to be asked. And you don't have to wait for that to be, to be a thanksgiving before you bring a seed. Or, or we, we say that we are going to do harvest before you bring a seed. Or we are going to do fundraising before you bring a seed. As long as you are a human being walking around, you can tell that there's always a need. And so you don't wait for some offering to be called. When you are giving for a blessing, you don't need that bring 50 Ghana, bring 100 Ghana, bring 20 Ghana. You give because you want to, not because there's a demand, not because we've placed a demand on you. I give not because I have, but because of the grace. Are you in the church? I want people to stop our way of giving. The best givers give because they want to. And they always want to. They are always looking for someone to give to. They are always looking for an opportunity to spread their seeds. They are always looking for a place that they can drop some seed. Are you here? So I said they give because they want to. Get to the point where your giving is not because pastor is here raising funds. You are giving not because pastor is here asking for money. You are giving because you just walk there and you realize that, hey, they are fixed some lights here. It means that the light bill will increase. Don't say that, hey, hey they fixed the light. It's nice, oh. Then that's all. Let me take a selfie that will bring the light in. Okrasini, I won't drink Ray. You won't think that because there are more lights, it means that the bills have increased. You won't think that, hey, today people didn't come to church, oh. Maybe it's because we have not advertised enough. Maybe it's because we are not. Maybe let me send some money so that somebody can take a motorbike and go and do visitation. It doesn't cross your mind. Amen. So the best givers do so without being asked. The best givers. I'm talking about the people of Corinth. Macedonian church. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. They were freely willing. They were freely willing. That's the best givers. They give without being forced. They give without being asked. Are you understanding the message I'm preaching? God, God, God doesn't have to beg you before you do the things that you must do. If you don't want to be also one person who has to beg God all the time for God's blessing. Because me, I don't remember the last time I prayed to God that give me money. Give me, no, it's not a prayer. It's not a prayer point. I have a, pastor, I have a pastor friend. If you are telling him something that is not difficult, 
or see yourself with a prayer point. It's not a prayer point that money or resources. It's not a prayer point. So I don't make it his prayer point when it comes to giving. I don't make God feel just do it. You just release it. Hello? So I said the best givers, they give because they want to. They give because they want to. They give because they want to. Not because there's, there's lack in the church or there's need, but they just want to. They just want to be a blessing. Move from being a request-driven giver to a grace-driven giver. I was saying that how do, you, how do you come and give a testimony and walk away without sowing a seed? How do you even come to church without thinking that I have to bring a seed to sow? So I said number one is what? The best givers give by grace. Number two, they want to. Number three, the best givers give themselves first. They give themselves first. They give themselves first. If you give yourself first, your tithe will not be a problem to pay. If you give yourself first, offering is not a problem to give. If you give yourself first, thanksgiving offerings are very easy to give. If you give yourself first, if you give yourself first, if you give yourself first, verse 5. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. They first gave themselves to the Lord. If you are struggling to give, it is because you have not given yourself really to the Lord. A woman who gives herself to her husband doesn't struggle to give him food. When a wife, when a wife gives herself to her husband without struggle, when it comes to food, it's nothing. Because I have given you myself. But when you don't give yourself, that is when you struggle to give anything. If you are in it fully, you don't struggle to give. The reason why you come here empty-handed is because you have not given yourself first. You have not given yourself. The places you have given yourself to, you give them easily. The people you have given yourself to, you give to them easily. He says that they first gave themselves to the Lord. Because they first gave themselves, that's why it was easy for them to give their substance. The best givers are those who first give themselves. If you can give yourself to God, if you can give yourself first, your money will not be a problem. Your time will not be a problem. Your skill will not be a problem. Your resources will not be a problem. The reason why you are not giving your time, your skill, your resources is because you have not given yourself. If you can give yourself first, everything else will be very easy to give. You have not given yourself. What am I saying when I say yourself? Your heart. Where is your heart? Does he have your heart? If he has your heart, your money is not a problem. If he has your heart, your time is not a problem. If he has your heart, your tithe is not a problem. If he has your heart, everything goes with it. Everything goes with it. Everything goes with it. There is why when I'm hurt, and I'm hurt about church, I'm hurt about people, I'm hurt about things that I go through, the reason why I still continue is because my heart is gone. I have given myself to him already. So, I, I will be hurt for a few moments and I'll continue. 
I'll be angry for a few moments and I'll continue. Marriage is like that. The fact that you have given yourself doesn't mean that you don't get angry. It doesn't mean that you don't get hurt. It doesn't mean that you don't get offended. Sometimes it happens, but you rise up and you continue because your heart was already gone. Your heart's already gone. It is when you have not given it fully that you are looking for options. 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 The very moment your heart enters into this thing that we are doing, you stop looking for optional churches. Eh, eh, they have hurt me. Let me see which other church I can attend. Which other church? After all, there's a church even close to my house that I always pass by and come here. If they have hurt me, I'm going. Your heart is not in it yet. When you put your heart in it, you stop looking for options. When your heart is in it, you stop looking for options. I have never, I have never sat down one day and said that my biological children are evil and so I need options. I want, my heart, my heart is in their heart. My heart is in their life. My heart is in their hand. How do I get up and say I'm looking for options? Options where? Options where? The same with, with the ministry. Options where? Where's the options? Where are the options? So when you give your heart first, when you give yourself first, it is very easy to give your money. The reason why the church cannot receive your money, your parents cannot receive, nobody receives your money, is because your heart is in your hands and you control what it does. Let it go. Give yourself away first. And then you see whether you will not make time to come for car rehearsals, whether you will not make time to come for arrangement of the place, whether you will not make time to come for prayer meetings, the reason why you don't make time for any of these things is because your heart is still in your hands or your heart is somewhere else for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will always be. They first gave themselves to the Lord. They first gave, they first, that's the first thing they do. The first thing you must do is give yourself. When you give yourself, your money will follow. You give yourself, your resources will follow. Anyone who gives himself won't struggle to give anything else. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Romans 8 32. Am I blessing somebody? He who did not spare his own son. He did not, he did not hold back his own son. He did not. I and my father are one. It means that when he was sending his son, he was actually sending himself. He who did not spare his own life but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with himself also give us all things freely? Because he first gave himself, we can trust him that when we ask him for resources, he will give it. When we ask him for wife, he will give it. When we ask him for husband, he will give it. When we ask him for breakthroughs, he will give it. Because he has already given himself. The reason why you struggle to give is because your heart has not been given yet. You want to become some billionaire. You want to become some great guy around. You want to become some great woman around. It's just one thing. Give yourself first. Give yourself first. Give yourself first. If you can give yourself, you can give anything. You can give yourself, you can give anything. If you can give yourself, you can give anything. Carry that word with you. If I can give myself, I can give anything. If I can't give myself, it will be very difficult to give anything. Hallelujah. I said a wife who gives herself to her husband willingly and freely doesn't struggle to give him ordinary food. 
A pastor who gives himself freely and willingly to his church members doesn't struggle to give them prayer, doesn't struggle to give them the word, doesn't struggle to be there for them, doesn't struggle for all those things. A church member who gives his or her heart to the kingdom and to the things of the kingdom doesn't struggle to give to the church, doesn't struggle to be there for the church, doesn't struggle to support the church, doesn't struggle to stand for the church, doesn't struggle to pray for the church. Our struggle is because we are holding back ourselves. If you can give yourself, you can give anything. Stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Mepho. We hope you are blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22 Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Our youth services start from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock p.m. Tuesday evening service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Mepho and the Rohi Church on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 204 336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and invading globally. Okay,